Hi everybody, and welcome to our full album review of Mick Jenkins' brand new EP, I guess, called The Circus, but we're doing an album review, because they're all album reviews. Yeah! Anyhow, what we do over here is, since the Headspace podcast, is we go through these albums, track by track, such as Mick Jenkins' The Circus, all seven songs of it, and we'll give our thoughts and opinions on... You guessed it, every single song. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. And my name is Chris Chrome. What up, guys? And, uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's where we're at with this. So this is our show, and we care a lot about y'all feedback, and we recognize the fact that y'all probably bigger Mick Jenkins fans and whatnot, because usually people who click on long reviews are the dedicated fans, so big ups to y'all for being so cool like that and showing the dude love via caring about his album reviews. All right, guess. Maybe that was convoluted. I am a teensy bit under the weather because Montreal, open here, has terrible weather, and it makes us all sick multiple times throughout this year. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's where we're at with it. But we do care a lot about the comments. It means a lot to us that we have some community. But in general, we don't have what happened last weekend. See, last weekend, we reviewed two separate projects. Um, one was Little Darkies, This Does Not Exist. And as you can see over here, as it flashed up, Little Darkie over here shared it on Twitter, which was really, really cool of Little Darkie. He also said he would be open to an interview. Very, very cool. Also, we uh, talked about the new strange music dude, Jerry Robinson, and he shared our stuff on Twitter. And I was like, that's never happened. It's never happened that both the dudes we covered shared our reviews. So that was really dope. It made me feel very happy and whatnot. And in a sense now, somebody at Strange Music is following us. I mean, that's not, not fake. No, that's That's cool. a literal thing. And I, I know it doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people maybe, but I guess the humble little Montreal dude up here to have some degree of connection to Tech 9 is because if you believe in six degrees of separation, that's where by the connections of people you know, you're like far away from them. Mm -hmm. I'm technically now a lot closer to Tech 9 than I've ever been in my life based on that concept of networking and shit. But I mean, like, isn't that the same idea with uh, Big Ghost LTD when we did Griselda who shouted out that project? Like, I mean, like, even if he's not in Griselda, he like worked with the dudes. I actually don't know if he's still it's like it's crazy just the opportunities that exist in like the intangible stuff like the numbers will never show these kinds of experiences the way right. that like you have anyway so i just feeling humbled by that stuff but y'all let me know in the comments what you think about it and and kudos to all the people out there who actually share our reviews with the artists and stuff on the internet or whatnot and that's real cool y'all and before we get into it a quick shout out to the patrons is milk and chris Brown, jonathan barnes dj black hurricane and linda williams cody sparks t scribble I keep messing that up. Uh, we'll touch on that at the end, but uh, it's not a it's not a plug. I just we gotta thank these people. Without them, there wouldn't be the show quite the way it is today. Um, on that note, Mr. Christopher, why don't you introduce the album that we are going to be talking about again is another this, time? Is this a main episode or a bonus? I don't know what episode. Who cares? We're at. Just right. just talk. Well, whatever. For this week's Headspace podcast review, we went with Mick Jenkins' new EP album, whatever the circus. That's a cool name. Um, so this is the part of the show where we like to uh, contextualize our familiarity with each artist. And that way you know how like 
where we're at with it we found along the way that sometimes if we came out too pretentious or whatever people didn't like it and i also came to realize um like if you've been a fan since like the very beginning versus if you're just discovering an artist like the whole experience of listening to a project is super different Mm -hmm. um however this is not the first time we have talked about mick jenkins over on this channel we did cover his album peace yeah that one where uh yeah that was a cool experience i was really impressed with his abilities like his versatility i felt like it was like one of those reviews where like i remembered fondly the music you know and then uh it was enough that when i saw mick jenkins drop this project i was like i would like to review this over other things Mm -hmm. and uh I'm okay with it being a little short. I'm feeling like it's nice to have a couple shorter ones instead of those giant albums. Just just this week, we'll take some giant stuff next week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just uh, I don't I don't know a lot about him per se, but except that I think he's a true artist of a sense. Like the impression I have of him is not like he cares necessarily about the numbers. More he cares about producing a particular thing like he has a vision for what he's doing and it mm-hmm. makes me curious more about his music like i want to go listen to him more the more i've delved into him i guess spoilers um what do you what about you well i feel the same way um i like how he kind of stays true to himself i feel because i don't hear a lot about him in terms of just like uh like the news hip-hop news or whatnot but there is uh, certain things that we'll talk about throughout the project when we do the review um that I think really brings out his uniqueness. Um, I do like his rapping on Pieces of a Man. I do like the way he presented himself on that project. I do remember uh, a lot of the uh, sounds and just kind of the vibes that we were getting. It didn't seem so uh, mainstream or nothing like that. It just felt very mick jenkins really like it, it felt just musical yes <clears throat> and i feel that got brought over to this album too which is pretty exciting absolutely absolutely uh but i was i was excited i was actually it wasn't one of those albums that like because i felt like when we did pieces of a man it was a new artist and i was like i don't know how to feel about this or whatnot but this project going into it i was like oh I'm excited to see what he's going to do because I really like that other project he did as well. That's the classic case of how it works in music where often when you encounter something new for the first time, you don't necessarily like it as much as when you hear it later. So in theory, if you were to hear an album and be like, ah, this is garbage or trash, but then like pretend you never heard it and play it again for the first time, which would obviously be your second time, uh, a week later, like palate cleanse, you'd probably have like a slightly greater like and appreciation, even if you weren't like fully aware of it. And if you kept doing that exercise within like a year, you would inevitably, maybe not that album, but stuff that sounded like that album, you would find yourself being drawn to and liking. And it's weird how our brains work like that. In a sense, it's almost like being a circus because that just makes me picture the chaos of today. Mm-hmm we move into the title mm-hmm. it's like just that's it like it's life's a circus it's almost ridiculous it's fucked up and you know, if you look at like the cover it's not a happy circus it's more like the shriner circus where they abuse the fucking animals and shit mm-hmm. and i'm not a big fan of circuses but honestly i don't i don't get i like the idea of the hologram ones germany has but like i don't know you look at that cover and it's barbaric right like it's this little 
elephant kind of standing in this flaming thing like he has no choice and then Mick Jenkins almost like being forced to like perform on top of it Mm -hmm. while like the elephant has like this teacup that it's balancing and it's just like this ridiculous act and that might be like how almost a representation of how he feels about the game and the career and the industry and life as a person in in this day and and day and age and especially if you're like an entertainer or whatnot it's, it's just i thought it was a cool one and i actually just like the art style and the way it's illustrated like it kind of looks like somebody drew it mm-hmm. but like i don't know like not necessarily painted but they like just drew it in a cool way and i respect i don't know it's a nice cover i do i do as well like the um the cover of the album i kind of look at it as because uh, the whole title of the circus and just the chaoticness of it really is kind of just i think very blunt it's like obviously you can kind of see that when i look deeper into it i kind of see like you have to be um everything has to be extravagant like the fact that you've got this elephant like this big elephant right which we can think of like the elephant in the room there's going to be certain things that we need to discuss and bring up to topics but i feel like the way he's presenting it is like not only do you have this big elephant majestic Mm. creature but now you have to top it off with the 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 little teacups these these little details that make it way more extravagant and i feel like he's trying to bring to light like we're not satisfied with very just simple uniqueness or simple things like you need to always be like like again you have the elephant you have the fire you've got the teacup you got him on top of it it's like you always have to be one up you always have to level up to the next thing and and i don't know it just that 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 to me screams chaos because it's like we're never satisfied definitely all right so i guess without further ado we can jump into the circus by describing how the circus is really just the same old and we can even double it up the same old same old what I love about this instrumental um, produced by Hit Boy, and yo, it is a hit boy. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I love the producer names. Maybe we should do it. Uh, and if you guys have interest in this, let us know. Uh, uh, just a reaction to like a list of like 500 producer names and what you expect their sound to be like right. just based on the name. Right. I don't know. And then we can check after and see if we were right off camera because of copyright shit. (laughs) Anyway, um, what do you think about this track? I think it was a nice, solid way to kind of start the album. Um, Just kind of the way we were talking about the chaoticness of the album cover and the title and stuff. And then he comes in with this, like, noise, this sound, this eeriness to the way that the track starts, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, And right away you're taken out from your real world and you're kind of brought into his world which i which i really find is effective when albums are able to do that and i kind of like get sucked into the music itself so that was something really cool um i like the use of pianos on this song uh just because the way that the piano keys kind of come in on this off timing flow uh really kind of match up with the way that mick jenkins just kind of starts and goes in so we start off the intro is just hit boy i think it's just like the 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 producer tag or whatever and then the verse comes in and what i really like about how mick jenkins starts his verse is uh he just kind of is very straight up with what he says right i step in rooms where people don't know who i am leave out felt that's on me i got that shit in my pants but i know my belt is on me no that's like really interesting right there right right like what i took from that is just like he goes into places where people don't know who he is you know and then you go leave out felt 
And when I, I you, you kind of, it's not very clear, right, what he's saying. But mm-hmm. what I take from that is he ends up leaving the room. People still don't know who he is. He's feeling, you know, mm-hmm. a negative kind of way. But then there's that acknowledgement of that's on me because did he like make any moves to right. like change it up and then you know following it up like i got that shit in my pants but i know the belt is on me like he's ready to pop off but he's almost like constrained mm-hmm. by it. it's just like mm-hmm. i don't know to me this is great writing it was really interesting because I, I had that same type of view as well like he's he it seems like he's been through a lot already just with those couple of bars that he should be known and and there's this ideology of like i've been through certain shit that people should know who i am but i think it's also this struggle of like not wanting to discuss what you've been through and then not being acknowledged for what you've been through which is interesting but i think i I hear what you're saying but like i think it's that last little bit that it goes the reason they don't know who you are is because you didn't tell them who you are Mm -hmm. there's almost like this beat down like there's some game or there's some like bigger um you know like force that like you have to play into in order to have it and it's like this is like this reluctance to be that person Uh, maybe i'm just projecting here but that's kind of i liked it it just made me think like that i mean i can kind of see that because i feel um he kind of flows on i know my homies like wait they'll hold me down if i say so could hold me back if they tried i'm six five stepping twice your stride if i marched in place i love that i really like how he plays with that there but it's interesting how he's i'm five seven it really does take me two strides to keep up with somebody of that height it's just a literal fucking height thing Mm -hmm. but it's interesting how he's kind of like saying all this like i'm bigger than you i'm tougher than you i'm stronger than you in that like physical aspect but like also having these self-conscious doubts about himself so i took that more like um y'all are trying to say you have my back but at the end of the day it's like how i live my life at an accelerated rate Mm -hmm. where one of my steps is worth two of yours and i don't mean that in like a negative way i mean it more like you guys can't help because you can't even keep up Mm-hmm. And it's almost like he's feeling exasperated by the lack of support per se, just because other people honestly are just not full of shit, but they're diluted enough to believe they fully understand and can help, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe I'm again reading into it, but that's what we do here. Fair enough. Um, I do kind of, kind of flows through. I don't know if there's anything else that you Hold had on. in mind. Cause... Of course. There's literally Spider-Man bars that you're glossing over, and that bothers me a little bit because it's fucking Spider-Man. I mean, go ahead. Uh, Staying in the sun, I need that darker face. They see me now. It's not that Peter Parker face, but people eyes wide. I wouldn't call it Spidey sense. It's just sticky fingers, especially when I'm around a goofy fly guy. So I like that because it's almost like people don't see necessarily the real him. He's kind of like masked out, right? And again, it's that metaphor. I feel like, especially as you kind of advance in your life, you're almost forced to adopt two personalities there's the the person you really are who you can be around people who like are willing to understand your idiocentric quirks and crap mm-hmm. and then like there's the person you're kind of like forced to be as part of the charade of the masquerade of life and i love how he uses like the idea like i'm not peter parker you know and i'm not that but at the same time i can tap into my spidey sense when i'm around these preposterously behaving individuals and i like how he chooses goofy fly guy because when you look at 
certain fly efforts, it often comes off goofy、mm-hmm. if you don't share the same end goals. So I know a lot of people who literally the be all end all of their life is like, I'm gonna get rich and cop that nice shit. I just don't understand it. To me, it's goofy to put thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into superfluous bullshit when you could be buying superfluous technology, which I totally think is a great waste of money. Buy a Tesla. That makes sense. Buying a Lambo. Is it electric? Buy it. If it's not electric, I don't get it. But that's because I'm motivated by different shit. So, I kind of like the sense that his values elicit this spidey sense when he encounters people of different values. You know,、mm-hmm. and then he has humility. I got that fear of God too. To me, that's always going to be a humility thing. Then me invested the first quarter advance from BMI too. So I clicked on the genius annotation here, and that means he invested in Broadcast Music Inc. Uh, so thank you, genius contributor, head of no state, for your fine thing. But it's、uh, a music rights organization that seeks to represent songwriters in emerging genres and protect the public performance of their music. So basically, what he's saying is、um, he invested in this company that serves to help. Artists that are kind of in his lane, and he's not just pursuing his own shit materialistically.、Mm-hmm. He instead is taking his success and funneling it back into helping others, which is just extremely、uh, admirable. And then he built a 1967 Mustang. Which is what I got from its DIY too, so it just shows he's like I didn't cop that Mustang. I slowly, like almost responsibly, made it a project to build that Mustang、mm-hmm. so that it's not like you know the same thing as what you're doing. So he differentiates himself from the pack. But what's amazing about this track is while he's kind of see. I like this shit because I think indie rappers need to pay attention here. You know how I like to go on about the indie rapper checklist where they gotta take shots of mumble rappers and crap.、Mm-hmm. And I think that's a boring approach. I think a song like this where you kind of cop the style,、mm-hmm. in a sense, this is a very modern rap、yeah. sounding song. But when I listen to the values he presents within this track and kind of puts out how he's living, I'm like, this is really like stuff I can get behind. So it's almost like. I don't know. I guess just in this vein of airy, trappy kind of pop sounds,、mm-hmm. it gives me something more like substance-filled and tangible. But it also is taking shots at other ways of life that he feels are kind of weird. But does it by like maintaining the high ground? But I think so. It comes off mad artistic and cool because it's really just his isolation. But it's because he has the higher ground, you know. Like it's not I, the I other see, way around. I, I see that, but I also think he's making a commentary on who's real and who's not in terms of what they claim, though. Because even later on in the verse, right? Like,、uh, heard it rocking、uh, everywhere. Homies don't know where it happened. Heard it cost them everything just but just to be out there capping. Heard it's a new era now. Heard them homies still clapping, so these people still acting well. I feel like he's addressing that shit is changing, but the game and the same old, same old is like, you don't really own that Ferrari. You don't really own that chain. You don't really own like these are all just fronts and fakes that are like acts that are still clout chasing or whatever you want to consider it. But like, I like the fact that. What he's pointing out, in a sense, in that little part with the instruction booklet,、mm-hmm. is kind of showing how he was able to just accidentally pave his own way, almost by like staying true to himself.、Mm-hmm. You know, like it wasn't. There's no secret 
and there really is no secret to this it's you, you kind of move forward and it works mm -hmm. then when it pops off and he starts to have that like success starting to come through for him and other people are kind of having this other fake stuff going on he's kind of commentating like it's a shame that at the end of the day the game is still in this kind of state and then you know he goes into that chorus game don't switch you know this shit don't stop money gonna come money gonna go somebody catching if it drop mm -hmm. and then he kind of like ends that on like uh at the end of the day it's all the same kind of thing um and I like that. He kind of like addresses that. It's almost like in a depressing way that the first part of the circus is that people are materialistic, but he does it in a way that separates himself from the pact without sounding like a petulant, jealous hater. Mm -hmm. There's nothing about this track that makes me go, Mick Jenkins is jealous. Because I think it's also that there is this, he, he carries this, I feel like he carries this understanding of like what the actual... I guess facade of the game is like he because i because i know what you're saying in terms of like hater jealousy like you got what i don't have and stuff like that or like i'm out here being a better rapper but i think that comes back to mick jenkins being like i have my vision and i'm gonna do what it takes for me to go and if like you want to follow the acting and the clout chasing and all that and not be authentic to yourself or be real to yourself that's fine. I'm going to do what I'm doing, which clearly divides him. Yeah, because it sounds like he's confident and mm -hmm. he's getting his without having to like compromise himself. Anyway, I give it a 4.25. I really do love the comment, but it does kind of feel a little bit like, like just from a style point of view, I feel like McJenkins doing it is satirical almost. I, mm -hmm. I'm not saying, I haven't listened to enough of his catalog, honestly, but I feel like him doing this is trying to jump on that pop sound to make a point because the way the album metamorphizes, it like changes away from this particular sound. Mm -hmm. I love what he did with it. I give it a 4.25. I do think there are better tracks on this project. I gave it a 4.2. I thought it was a solid start. And uh, this is just our carefree approach to album reviews. Doop -be -doop -boop -boo. I like the part of the music video where you get like this top down of the cop car showing up in the second verse because it's kind of cool he touches on that stuff, right? Like how he um, like pulled me over about my whip, like how you get it, whatever. So in the music video, it like coincides with that. And then the cops are like coming in and like highlights on the lights and stuff and he's just being like flashed on. I'm like, man, just that imagery, like it must be, I, I never really thought about it because I can't say there's a lot of media where I feel like I've looked straight into the flashlights of cops like that in a dark background. Mm -hmm. Just the angle it had, like almost like POV porn, but for that moment, mm -hmm. right? So you're looking at these, these flashlights and I'm like, holy shit, man. Let's say I was sitting there standing in the streets and cops had these flashlights and guns pointed out at me. That must be absolutely fucking terrifying. I mean, I feel like it's an intimidation approach, right? Like they wanna, they wanna kind of. I'm not. I'm gonna say blind, but it's not to like actively. No, you're blind, absolutely right. It's fucking it's intimidation. Like, it's militaristic. Yeah. It's fucking scary. And no wonder like people have trouble keeping their composure and just obeying commands and shit. Because when you have scary motherfuckers who statistically might shoot you coming at you like that in the dark and shit. I was like, that's a cool use of visuals. Because honestly, if y'all watch my shit, you know I barely talk about music videos. In fact, I don't remember the rest of the music video. But I do remember that scene and that imagery and just how cool it was. that When it was all frozen, he just like walks away. Like, that's like, it just absolves the confrontation. It doesn't escalate. I thought that was cool. But that's still, like, anyway, there's still a song. And I, I like this song too, man. How do you feel with it? Come on. 
the chorus is hype, Matt. I right. Was to jazz, I was to you know, but it's cool how he's like kind of talking about how he's like sobered up. He's kind of off over there, mm-hmm. but he's he's smoking in the video, so I don't. I, I believe he still smokes pot at this point, just because there was. Well, I know I don't think it's off literally. Like oh. we were zoning off drugs. Oh. We were we was off the drugs. We was off the drink. We was I off actually the took that like I was sober from these substances. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I think it's more like man, that. Because okay, because that makes sense. Got nothing to hide i'm witness because we all fucked up faded cruising got right to hide whatever she by my side we bought him and it's just a hook man it's just nice that melody i like it but it does have this feel of like kind of reminiscent it's it 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 doesn't feel like this is something present this is something like i feel like if i was talking with him he would be like yo we were vibing off the drugs on this summer night we were doing this in the block parties and stuff like that's how i kind of took the course and then I like how he starts off the verse and gets real serious with it. If you don't look like this, if you're living carefree, then you probably don't look like us. Uh, I I kind of get that line now. I, um, as a white dude, can live carefree. Uh, like, it's kind of unreal, right? Like, how different the realities must be. Um, and when I started, like, going down the mind fuck of trying to understand what it was like to not be so white you know like white male and shit Mm -hmm. like there's just some shit like i walk on the street at two in the morning and i have zero fear about anything i can kind of do a lot more things without having to worry Mm -hmm. and i realized that just the the lack of stress of wondering if something's gonna happen to me during that walk during that time i get to like i get to like use that same time that somebody else has to worry about their life to just like brainstorm or whatever mm-hmm. which means that i'm honestly just gifted with more focused time simply because i can live carefree so it's stuff like that that i think about a lot when i hear lyrics like that and i think it's cool because it's not being like white dudes of an easier life it's just like pointing out that if you're living carefree putting out a specific variable that taps into some of the more deep things of like where white privilege mm-hmm. really kicks in um then you probably don't look like us i took it a different way um i took it more like if you're living carefree you ain't chasing your goals you ain't striving you ain't worried about achieving and doing all this stuff because you because everything's just going to work out however things kind of fall into place for you you're okay you're carefree about it as long as you got your you're waking up and blah, blah 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 you're good but like Mick Jenkins, it seems like the way i kind of took it as like if you live in carefree then you probably don't look like us I took that more materialistically. Now, I'm not saying that Mick Jenkins is a materialistic person. I'm just saying I kind of took it as like, you ain't in the nice cars. You ain't in the nice clothes. You ain't, you don't care about your appearance. You don't care about what happens to you. You you don't care about where your future might end up. Then you ain't going to be doing what we do. And when we care about what we want and how we're going to move forward. I mean, on the other end of it, it could be like if you're living like that so lavishly and materialistically, so carefree, mm-hmm. then you don't look like us because we're not that. Because mm. I, I don't feel like Mick Jenkins is very materialistic. Yes, he's got a, a whip and, you know, a nicer mm-hmm. car, but it's not like, seriously, that'll happen with like the low end of nice cars. It's not right. like you really it just has to be new <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and cops will may be starting to ask questions at that point mm-hmm. but like when i look at this it's like damn person let me cook right quick on the beach couple people we was cool and it just about dust shot he never smoked kush like this and fire ass music playing grinding on me you know i had to push back right back reflex respect so it's almost like 
you know, he kind of puts out this situation where he's not painting the picture, being out there on the beach, everybody's getting all fucked up, ladies there, no suspect shit. Came late, goofy right. people missed the sunset, we ain't give a fuck, got the backwards though. But back it up for a second, right? Damn, homie, let me cook right quick on that beach. Oh, like a barbecue. Yeah. I was thought like, like, like. Why? I... <laughs> Like a barbecue makes more sense. It's literally talking about good times and shit. Wow. We was faded. You know, I'm with the girl. We got on the high. We having a good time. Let me tell you something. You're cooking up rock in the kitchen. You got something to hide. Just throwing it out there. Anyway, so we ain't never give a fuck. Jot, these people would have been upset. So it sounds like um, no suspect shit. Then somebody came late. Some goofy people missed the sunset. We ain't give a fuck. Got the backwards, though. Jot, these people would have been upset. Only hit it two times because they know the paper's more of her speech she could fuck with. And it sounds like he, he's reasonably consuming an amount of marijuana to right. control his vibe in this point. You know, and I said we didn't want no smoke. So when the cops popped up, it was pop smoke. People proceeded to get the fuck shit. I ain't worried about dying for speaking my mind to keep on calling it tough shit. So look what happens here. From what I interpret it, they are having a good time at the barbecue and whatnot, mm -hmm. right? And they're just trying to have a nice vibe. Everything's cool. Some cool ladies grind on them. Some goofy people, some suspect people yep. show up, start causing some drama. In turn, the cops pull up, and now the situation's escalating where he's just like, I'm not worried about dying for speaking my mind at this point. So now it's like a tense situation, but he's just kind of being real and true to himself. Mm -hmm. I ain't do too much, just rough shit. whole time it really was too much shit. Playing that shit right, it's some tough shit. They don't know which one to fuck with. It's just some shit we stuck with. So really, that verse is pointing out like if you don't have to live with the fear of going to a barbecue and having a cop show up and potentially killing you mm. then you're living carefree and you ain't got that stress that's crazy i did not i did not kind of catch it this way and then it totally makes sense with the second verse where it's like damn person let me breathe damn person let me cook give me space so quick to shoot no devin book i don't actually look up who devin book is but i believe just from context is probably somebody that faced an unfortunate circumstance uh with the police but you get the sense where it's like let me live my life stop fucking calling the cops stop bringing it over can't even look in my face can't even play it straight these people are crooks they play or hate i'm on my shit pull me oh, over no. my whip devin devin book it's uh, i think it's devin booker who's an uh, american basketball player so i think he's like a three-point shooter or whatnot Oh, so no shoot, fair. no Devin book. Anyway, so cops pull him over, question him about the whips. Um, he bought it, you know, here's the ticket for the tents. You know, like it's like, or he got a ticket for the tents because apparently tents give you tickets. So he tinted the lens, uh, the whatever, the glass. Y'all know what that means. That might seem too intense, but I ain't with this in two months. The first day back down some shit. You know, it's like I haven't had my car, whatever. The first time I'm back in the city, they're already harassing me. And I kind of I kind of like how he took the entire vibe of this track to really focus in on just, again, what it is to exist as a black person mm -hmm. being harassed by the cops or having this stress constantly in your mind of the police fucking up a good time over misunderstandings and shit so i thought this one was a much more powerful message it was a crazy flow it reminded me a bit of like a j cole kind of vibe um in terms of like the overall sound and waviness to this whole track and it was nicer to me so it got a 4.35 i felt like we moved up in quality on this nice. one I also gave it a 4.3 on 5. I thought it was a really good song. I did appreciate how it had this like summer night vibe to it and it and it kept me 
again consistent with being not in my own reality like it, it i really pictured myself being like just outside on summer nights and really just kind of seeing the city a little bit and seeing how people move around i didn't quite catch uh the 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 nuance of like being particularly black i kind of felt it was I just mean, maybe at this point do you catch the nuance of that yes track? not now i do now i do yes right, that's that, was important i'm saying like at first glance i kind of I, I didn't you know catch you know that. what I mean, that's actually a cool point it means mick jenkins writes layered it's almost Absolutely. like you're not supposed to catch what he means at first i mean maybe you are i kind of i'll admit it took a couple of listens for the general purpose of this track to kick in because it's like you have to think music and i like that nice yeah i don't know i cut you off well i was just saying like i kind of like everything that you were saying about it also really just connects to i was just kind of thinking it more of like if you're gonna be out there kind of vibing off drugs and not really doing what you gotta do then yeah shit's gonna happen there's gonna be that consequences absolutely not the point of this track right well now i know Cause yeah, not every time a rapper says cooking does it have to refer to drugs, Christopher. Anyway, now you see the light. So last year, the fine folk at Dreamville put out a group project where they invited all the people in, and part of the people's Earth Gang. Hell, Earth Gang might even be signed to Dreamville. I don't even fucking know. Either way, Earth Gang's up on this track, and I know who they are because they were on that project, and I don't really feel that what they did on that project is to the same caliber of what i heard on this track because this track like the johnny venus guy in particular right so first of all he's talking to a fucking gnat yeah they're like signed a, to dream though like a fucking little insect like a fucking gnat is in the room and he's like you got something to tell me gnat and i thought that was fucking hilarious that I just it was like he's fucking gone on something but i guess he's not but but it plays into the whole like earth gangy you know yeah. And then Johnny Venus, and in my opinion, you can disagree, came off with a very Andre 3000-esque poetry verse, and I kind of really like that. Like, um, cuff my nuts, place myself on house arrest, locked in, judge, jury, bailiff, bet. And so right off the jump, it sounds like either it's the people or himself or something in life is inhibiting, judging him, just laying it down right away but the way he just has that flow and just airy and spaced out i don't know it really attracted me in a positive way hmm. um when it rains i'm dry sun shines i'm wet life's a juxtaposition of opposites frustrating push-up demons fuck it doing about 50 11 sets that's a lot of push-ups i can't do that many at all i don't have more to comment i just like how he says it all you know and then he just flows through his verse and it just has like this kind of airy like his brain's just floating feel like ignoring your text like sweet babies you cry in church because they ignore the messages they shouldn't be crying anyway mm -hmm. or if your partner got popped yesterday and school come first which is a really drastically dark twist of when somebody would be like ignoring a text or making a bad situation you know but it also is a commentary on like the environment and the atmosphere it comes from like as we know from a lot of the rap music we listen to there's a lot of death and violence that happens in maybe so-called these we areas could just or say whatnot. as we know because of freaking history well that too the news um, cycles and everything it's crazy how like you know your your partner gets you know shot the day before but you're still forced to like go to school and live your life like you can't really stop and take a moment and then immediately after my favorite color is yellow maybe because i'm mellow and i got so much style it's probably because i'm ghetto and i like how he he plays that because mm -hmm. there is something to be said about colorful stylings and shit being associated with poor fashion and rich fashion is very 
bleak and not flashy and really honestly it's so gray and boring um and then he kind of like uh comments my family never cooked a cosby dinner as he never had that nice home mm-hmm. feel thingy and oftentimes it took an l for mrs winter which is an interesting lines because it's like his health or his his body takes an l and mrs winters i believe is a chicken line so we got fast food chicken and shit so it's almost like we never got that healthy good food we were like get, losing my I don't, is it it's, i think it's miss winners whatever oh for miss winners a southern fried chicken fast food Fine, restaurant not shit, whatever i'm about getting off the subject off the book on my legend but the quote packed late starts to echo through my, it's just fucking cool man it's just like the way he 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 bears himself out on this through this like poetic vagities i really found it nice and the way he delivers it's really cool and then he just kind of like ends it on this toss in memory socks thoughts who pretended to be boxer brief pants pictures of frenemies killing me so that's kind of what he's packing away mm-hmm. and it just ends with that like his the actual you know clothing down to the point where even the people he thought he liked are coming at him and he's getting rid of all these memories just getting it all away to make room for the light lately i've been sober chasing new highs cut the cord to my bungee you can be yourself don't be shy take your time don't you rush things so what he's saying there is he cut the negative energies and the negative space out of his life because there's only so much room in your attention focus and if you're taking on that attention to do a negative you don't actually see the light and start to see positive like i know it's all corny um, but like it all starts with mindset and perspective so if your life is in the in the shittier parts of life even if you don't agree with me it really is going to start with you making different choices and decisions and then your luck quote unquote will change but i like how he also points out how he's been sober so he's no longer, he's not fucked up being distracted. And through that sobriety, it's like he's chasing new highs. And this new high is actually to embrace himself and to be himself and to just kind of grow at his own pace because you don't rush shit. It just happens, but it's like, it's worth doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, that's like, a powerful fucking uh, process. I like the idea of like evading the ups and downs, like a bungee cord goes up and down. Right. Um, so I feel like there's a, a, a sense of stability that he's trying to achieve with just like cutting that that cord that is attaching him and allowing him to just go yeah and then uh mick jenkins comes through and i love how he starts it which is why i don't get your whole materialism point on on him i don't think he wraps that at all like thought i bought a rolly but forget that i didn't need it i'm like yeah that sounds mm-hmm. respectable that sounds more like what i i, I would get from that because you know um basically it's a really they're really expensive and you could buy a lot of things for the price of one rolly. Like a lot of really helpful and practical things, like pushing down payment of a house level of things, you know? Mm. Just let the holy water wash over my Caesar dressing. Interesting line, holy water's Roman Caesar. Not a great line to me. Uh, like that Thursday in November, I guess that's Thanksgiving. Uh, that they'll remember style, because you, you take remembrance and whatnot. All right, uh, boil it down, let it simmer. We blow in smoke between the breeze. The twist are Senegalese. No more backwards blowing. We ride this rings of memories. So it sounds a bit like, again, he's getting back in touch with his roots. Maybe he's stopped smoking weed at this point. He's kind of moving around. But what I really liked was when he goes, still got my hand on my weapon. He more Malcolm than Martin, a bit more Baldwin than both. So Malcolm, when you say you're more Malcolm than Martin, as I understand it, is you take the more militant, you're not afraid of violence if you have to approach, whereas Martin was the more abstain from violence form of activism. Mm-hmm. But then to say it's more accurate to be like James Baldwin, who is a bold writer who told stories to push forward things like 
expressing the black experience but also apparently a lot of uh pushing forward the homosexual the experiences of being a homosexual male he had to like run to, to france and stuff to like try to like figure out his life i don't know i started reading up on him a bit because of this track so there you go you have me uh mick if you're watching this you have me learning about james baldwin and getting curious enough to want to cop the dude's books at this point um anyway you need a cauldron for mixing a black man's soul into the soup so many fishbowls can't cope you cracking jokes about the soap be more concerned with the truth um i kind of like how He's trying to just seep through the bullshit and focus on what's right and cutting through the, I guess, the charade of everyday living. Anyway, it was pretty cool. I liked the verse. It was it was strong. And then Dr. Dot comes through and does a verse that's a little bit out there, in my opinion, compared to the other two, but still an enjoyable experience. Um, I feel like his delivery, like he gets a little more airy and mm -hmm. effect-driven than the other guys. Mm -hmm. But having had those two verses, it kind of comes off in like a nice, pleasant surprise kind of way. Um, I do like how he starts his verse, though, Dr. Dot. Um, I know what I know, but you heard what you heard. So you poked your head in, got suspicion confirmed, which is interesting because it's like for me, I kind of took that as um, <clears throat> he does his own research. He follows up on what he needs to, on what he wants to know in his own knowledge. Uh, but like if you're not willing to be open minded, then you're just listening to whatever you choose to listen to. Yeah, I thought it took that like i know what i know as in i know about my life and what's up i know how i live i know what the truth is mm -hmm. but you heard what you heard about me so you poked your head into my life uh, okay you snuck around for like two seconds oh suspicions confirmed so you found a little bit of evidence and to me it's almost like a commentary on twitter and that kind of reality mm -hmm. been on my feet for miles so my soul got some burn and i like that because you got the soles of your feet and when you grind through for ages it does it takes some fucking pain to your soul still it's fuck how you feel on my bottle of pills if you can't hold me down then you don't get a turn and i like that because it's like i'm gonna do what i gotta do your opinion is irrelevant and unless you're really in the squad holding it down you don't even get it you don't even get a voice at the table and whatnot mm -hmm. fame is worse nothing sacred no more either take what you want or make what you earn if i kill you i promise i'll pray for you first like ooh, hallelujah and, it, and I kind of like that like it just is almost cutthroat killer be killed kind of world that he's in and if he does come down to having to murder you he'll give you the decency of a prayer which I thought was like just a cold hearted like I'm a traditional person mm -hmm. I try to live by the rules but if you force me to do what I have to do it'll end up in this way it's freaking awesome I thought it was quite enjoyable to listen to this one's a 4.5 this is my favorite one so far I as well gave it a 4.5 because I really did enjoy the, the overall music of it. Like just the way the artist brought to life this song, the way that Mick Jenkins kind of, I felt like toned down his voice and was a little bit more airy with it. I like how Earth Gang really meshed up nicely with the song. It, it was great. All right, so we can move along then as I guess we get to the halfway point and we can flaunt. Next four songs are all approximately two minutes and 22 seconds long, uh, you know, within a couple seconds. I'm not going to lie, I, I did not feel this one. I felt like, I mean, I get what he's doing here. He's commenting on like what people expect of him. They want him to stun, to talk his shit, to front, flaunt my bitch. That's not what I do, though. So, you know, you're going to hear my, my real shit when I come through. But, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's asking him these stupid questions. Everybody expects him to act a certain way. It's almost like how everybody comments on J. Cole's fashion choices. Even though the man just wants to wear his simple sweats. Let the man be. Let him wear his socks and sandals, is what I'm trying to say. But when I look at he kind of repeats it a lot. And then... 
you know, kind of lets himself flex a bit of it. Like spent 10K on tithes. Like I just, on taxes. Like that's how much I made that I spent that much on taxes. Mm-hmm. Get backed off by me when it checks like that on the regular. So that's what happens when he makes that much money. Spent 20 minutes on the face, lips smacked up. All right, so he fucked this girl. He's getting laid. Move the fuck around. You were regular to me. Don't act up. People talk loud on the jugular. Keep my head down in public, and I'm aced in the club. So he lives on the low. He does what he's got to do. See you clowns in public. People with the fake love. Roll the pack up. Put it to my face, and it's big, though. I'm like, okay, so he smokes pot. He's out there doing his thing. He's just enjoying his life. He's living the best kind of thing. So he's taking a second to, like, brag, and then he does. And it's, like, it's it's honestly kind of boring, you know? So he's, he's almost trying to show, like, when I do do it, in my opinion, it's not, like, the hypest experience. Like, in general, it's a hype song. You can vibe to it. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I just couldn't get into it. I, I felt like it was... It proved its point effectively to me, but it was okay. The beat's all right. It was it was kind of like an attempt, I, I think, of doing the same thing, like same old, where he was tapping into that more generic sound. But I think it could be a little bit satirical in a sense where it's like, because the way I the way yeah. I hear it is like he's making a commentary. I feel on what the viewers and the listeners want to have. It's like. I know a lot of people who want to hear real lyrics, real bars, really dive into some really, you know, conversational topics and stuff. But it sounds like there is a lot of people or a hand group of people who just want to vibe and turn up. But a lot of that vibe and turn up music is a lot of like, I bought two cars, I bought this, I fucked your bitch, blah, 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 blah. And all of this like superficial materialistic bullshit that as we've seen to, to, to get from Mick Jenkins, he doesn't seem to be like that. Um, which is why I, which is why I kind of take this more as just a vibe. Like it's, it's, it's not as hype, but I, I don't know. I'll give it a four. I don't think it's that. I think it like it hits all the check marks of like, it's engineered well, the beat sounds nice, but it isn't necessarily engaging. His delivery comes off kind of flat and bored. Like, he's bored with the topic. He's bored with the question. But I think he's that's bored. the point. I but think like, it's like he's making that. But like, that in turn, I was kind of bored listening to fair, it. Fair, fair, fair. Like, I'm not saying this is like, this isn't like banging out like the other ones were, in my opinion, in mm-hmm. terms of like poetry. I feel like it's more meta than it needs to be. Hmm. Like, the satire wasn't brilliantly delivered in my i guess maybe i'm wrong maybe y'all love the satire i'm just like i'm not feeling it quite like that i gave it a 4.1 i enjoyed it anyway the next track is called the fit i feel like this one's a little better but i don't know man it's just so wavy and like a very modern auto-tune-y i feel like this has the same type of idea as the last track um, when he says the fit, I feel like he's talking about the outfit and it's, I think it's about the feel, how it feels, how like, it comes off, you know? Cause when you say the fit, it's how like the suit would fit you. So like if you're wearing something that doesn't have a good fit, it's going to come off whack regardless of what it is. You know, if you had a $2,000 suit, but the fit was off, it would look cheap. Which I understand that, but I'm saying like, I feel like he's making another comment another commentary on like people want to see you look rich people want to see you in nice outfits and stuff like that like you have to look a certain way to get certain type of respect like um 
sometimes people can't do shit. I'm watching motherfuckers copy. People use stencils. People ain't Bansky. Backbone like number two pencils. I peep it early. Homie should thank me. Hmm. Like it sounds like he's got his own confidence in wanting to wear what he looks like. And, it's and not about the clothes, Chris. It's a metaphor for the style and integrity of the rap. As the rest of the song contextualizes with it, it's it's not about clothing. It is about clothing in the sense that sometimes people are vain enough to have clothing as like a focus, but like dropping jewels, people dying off the vapor. So it's like I guess you can have that fancy whatever, but you're not really. There's no substance. It's just vapors and shit. Needed paper. I got paper. Needed a stapler. I got habits. I got problems. Got enablers. You know, it just sounds like he's putting together this world, this life that he's living. Peeping patterns, picking swatches, switching flavors, huh? So it's almost like when you think about that, I think the chorus is satirical. It's commenting on what a lot of people are actually describing in their sitch. Swatches is both a cheap watch company, but also a pattern of colors and whatnot, which I thought was cool because I didn't know what swatches meant. Um, but then sometimes that shit just not it. So what he's saying is all of these topics just aren't like it. They don't yeah. fit right. They're not the fit. And it's just how do things fit when you when you listen to the track, right? Like, and it just comes off like a bunch of guys talking about wanting to fuck your girl or how they're addicted to drugs and stuff. When you really really think about it, it's not hype. It doesn't fit right. Mm -hmm. You might you might disagree with me, but I'm gonna assume people digging the Mick Jenkins vibe might not disagree with me as much as the future crowd. Let's say, but um. Anyway, uh, I need to real fuck the cap and I need an accurate description of what happened. So I think the issue is that when you're spitting the fake shit, it comes off like that. The fit doesn't feel right. Like you can tell when Benny the Butcher spits some shit that there's an authenticity to it that maybe other rappers don't have. Um, and then when so when because then it builds up to what you quoted there. But how refreshing is it? Look, these boys relaxing. What you stand on them, them Nikes. I'm just checking. And then it's almost like saying, okay, you got the Nikes. Is it because of Copernic? Is it because of what? What's the reason you have this going on? I respect the lighter flexing. Fuck a hype beast. People character so often they come typecast. Hmm. Eddie Murphy. I ain't lacking no character. So what he's saying is people's fucking walking stereotypes, but he's as charismatic and energetic as an Eddie Murphy-like character. Mm -hmm. We try to compare us. Parent, we ain't lacking in parallel. Um, don't say what I said. My people, please don't try to paraphrase. I had to come off the carousel. So I got out the game, whatever. Don't try to compare us. We live in different lanes. We doing completely different things. It's not about clothing, dude. Um, Right-handed people play high keys. Taking my talents to hockey flows to icy. Somebody stop me. I really enjoyed that part too. Just the way you rhymed it all. And then like the idea of taking my talents to hockey, the flow's too icy. Like my shit is was dope. But then the idea of him going and being a black guy moving to hockey plays up on that stereotype mm -hmm. that black people don't want to play hockey because it's too cold and whatnot. Then you're right, man. Then everybody can't do what he does. Copy him. They use boring stencils. People aren't Banksy. Banksy being a dope-ass British, UK. Un like, people don't know who he is. He's a, he's an anonymous figure, but a crazy, interesting artist. And then, you know, I, you know backbone, whatever. And then uh, he ends it out just kind of on that confident, jumps back into the chorus. So ultimately what I take from this track is he the real shit, and you can tell because it fit right when you hear it. And I agree. I agree with you, McJenkins. It totally fit right. Whereas many other people, it don't fit right, and then it doesn't feel nice. So I'm giving this one a 4.25. Sonically, it's not my favorite. I again think he played up on pop sounds and attacked pop music in the same clever way as what I was describing when we discussed Samuel. But uh, yeah, I like this one. 
I'll give it a 4.1. All right, the next track is called I'm Convinced. Madonna and Big Daddy Kane were at a party somewhere around 1990-ish or whatever. And Madonna came up to him and said, I'm a huge fan. And Big Daddy Kane didn't believe her. And then Madonna spit a Big Daddy Kane song at him perfectly. This ended up in resulting in Madonna inviting him to do a photo shoot with her naked in her sex book. Upon which you will find on the internet Big Daddy Kane holding up Madonna's titties with some other chick. Which really made me appreciate when he goes, we got some spillage, they won't pillage. I play Capadonna, Big Daddy Kane, ain't no half-stepping with this black Madonna. Because that made it a really clever line with the connection between Big Daddy Kane and Madonna. How he keeps it real, showing back to the old school and stuff. But y'all should go check out those pigs. Big Daddy Kane got to fill up Madonna on, on camera. He says they did not have intercourse though. Anyway, Chris, how do you feel about I'm Convinced? It's interesting. Um, there's a certain feel of like having to be down with the squad um need no convincing homies know the feeling stand on my own 10 need no co-defendants so for me already with that chorus it's kind of saying like he doesn't need any backup he doesn't need anybody to co-sign him he knows like he's going his own way he's got his own vision he's doing what he's got to do I took it more like, I don't have to convince people I'm the real shit. I don't need people to vouch for me. They just know it's the real by looking at me. Fair enough. Don't need no inconsistencies if we're going to roll together. No uh, need no convincing homies. No. Hmm. The other side of it is, you don't have to convince me neither. If the feeling's right, there's no convincing in Bobby. You just know it's down to ride. Absolutely. Um, and then we flow into the first verse, which I thought it was cool. Uh not to not too much patience for the violations from the same from the same cloth it cut much deeper when it's my persuasion now i don't actually know what that line means but i do like when how your he... homies hurt you it hurts more oh cool depending on when and where you asking me my occupation acknowledge haters always work in how you knock a person now i like how he ain't got time to be violated he ain't got time for negativity uh like you said um when the negativity comes from somebody he knows it sucks um but i like how he says depending on when and where you ask me my occupation it's kind of like if we're out in public i have to act a certain way but if we might be in private i can be a little bit more honest i which, think it also like just yeah go on. well no i was just gonna say that kind of plays up on this whole like double life thing kind of like especially when he goes betty crocker in the oven i can't wait that long my depression is building up I'm going to wait that long. I know somebody know the feeling. And I like that because you have to wait that long. You have to hold it in. You have to like behave a certain way because, mm -hmm. and I like how he questions how you knock a, because he's saying like, why you got to hate? Like, why do you have to just come trash me or whatever? And I mean, there's a difference between criticism where it's like, yo, you could do it differently. Or it may be like that track I didn't like. That track didn't connect with mm -hmm. me. But I also still think you got to acknowledge the brilliance and the positivity and the, you know, the things that are more interesting that come along the way. Whereas like a general form of hater would be just like, fuck me, Jenkins. There's no fucking point listening to his music. It's just trash. Like, that's not criticism. That's just like it's trash. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Why is it trash? Mm -hmm. That's just you're being a hater. It's honestly more polite to keep your feelings to yourself in that moment. You can call me trash if you want. I'm just talking about the lyrics here. Anyway. Fair enough. 
Um, I like when he goes, we did the floors, we did the walls. I do not want a ceiling. I want what's to come. I want what's come to me. And they gonna try to cap the building. Now I like Which is that. Just dope because then it goes to cap it down away. Right, but I do like that because it's like I like how he's taking that um, that charge of we built the infrastructure but i ain't trying to put a time trying to put no ceiling the sky's the limit like we're always going to try to keep moving on up forward um then the cap it down a line which i didn't well, really well, I, want, I, want, I want what's the kind of me and they're going to try and cap the building meaning that i'm going to have oppositions and haters these people we were previously describing is going to try to put a cap on the building mm -hmm. to stop their ability to building so it's a cool line because cap the building means block the building mm -hmm. as in building your empire but simultaneously the literal building that he was describing and then whatever kind of shouting it back he strapped charm and made some commas off my pain and suffering the same ones around me been bros since the snow was on the bluff they know what's up so he's saying now uh, the same people that are in his squad the same one that's been around since way back when and they've been riding in this way they got that feeling they know what's real and they keep on grinding and because there are fake fuckers in the squad that he has no patience for this no more then you got the second verse He's like, I ain't got to say it twice. I ain't got to canvas this big brush dress. I'm painting life. That's tenfold if it's understood. Yeah, get better back if we playing dice. My bitch is a 10. My money good. Don't diss my point. Hit seven twice. So it feels like he's lucky. He's aiming big. He's doing all the success power games. And he's killing it, you know? And I really respect that. Ain't nothing around you set in stone. Especially not your fucking life. The truth sometimes ain't nothing nice. And the lies are always underpriced. And I love that because he's pointing out, like, you can act away. Way. you can feel mm -hmm. a certain way you can mm -hmm. even come at me hostily but at the end of the day your life is not permanent you know and the truth the reactions to situations when you do talk your shit you might not like them you know a lot of people ain't gonna understand it i can hear a word feel like the shit's braille intimate no kiss and tell i know somebody out there feel me somebody i can't fucking tell when it's time to really speak up people love to tuck their tails people love to duck that smoke y'all know exactly how i feel so he's pointing out there how there are people who are going to hear this message and completely get what he's trying to say and connect to them. And those are the people who are the squad, his fans, his boys from back then and whatnot. I was I, I get your I get what you're saying here. I feel like I'm included in that squad. Maybe you don't feel feel the same way, Mick, but I feel that way. But other people are going to hear this message and not understand. But he's talking about that, like, loyalty or how to, like, think in a certain way and vibe. And honestly, the haters that you're going to encounter in life are honestly just people jealous of you who aren't on that same wavelength, who are living in different ways. And then when the success doesn't come to them, they lash out negatively instead of adapting their own lives to accomplish the bigger goals. Now, I'm not going to say everybody should live like I live and not everybody's goals are my goals. But I can tell you that everybody I know that achieve, that tries to achieve the goals to the same level that I do in their own ways achieves right and all of us it all started with this like internalization of having the right feeling so I get what he's saying man I don't need no convincing I feel you Mick I like this track I thought it was alright I'm convinced it's better than the last one so I gave it a 4.35 I did enjoy it I like the I like the production of the song a lot um, I like the, the melodic tone that the instrumental carried through I like how there was just this solidification of like not needing to ask any questions, just knowing when the time is right and you meet people and you know if you're down with the squad or not, you you just know and you keep moving forward. But, I did enjoy that. But what's also <clears throat> brilliant is you also know when shit's not right and who's the snake. And that's a cool like extra mm -hmm. play that isn't said and I like that too. Absolutely. I actually gave the song a 4.5 on 5. That's fair enough. 
sometimes when we review, there are different scales. I like this song. I don't know. It's something about the beat that has like this old school kind of yep. draw me in feel that just makes me instantly like this track like a little bit more. Like we've gone through this little circus, these exploring maybe some different topics, how to deal with it. Because it feels like the circus at this point is like your interactions with other people and how like in, in more in that vein than say like life and society in general. It almost mm -hmm. feels like it's just twitter or, or you know that world like socially it's like a circus of it's hard to trust anyone in this game when everyone's putting on a show and being completely fake and whatnot so i really like that which is why when he starts this with a sniffle and i have a cold and we up in montreal with a cold is coming i appreciated that sniffle as like the absolute favorite part of the i'm kidding it's not my favorite part of the track but it really did make me happy um but what do you think about this two verser I thought it was cool. Um, I thought that the, the, it was a nice way to kind of end the project in, in this like somber, pensive kind of feel a little bit. Um, I like how, I like when he says, uh, they just want the hooks, got me out here fighting sickle cell, homies sound like crooks and in front of cameras i hear crickets now have some art commissioned more than living off the ticket sales uh you for the gram we weigh in this shit on different scales now i really enjoyed that um i i'm interested to know if he is actually fighting sickle cell um or if it's just like uh, he's kind of building up this picture for friends that he may know or people in his area uh but i like how he uses the word gram in terms of like instagram uh could also be talking about maybe people who are out there you know in that type of world dealing or whatnot and he's making that difference with himself saying that we're on different scales we look at different things we we want different things which is still in the same type of uh connection of dividing himself from the pack from from the rest of what we've been getting well, it's like we evaluate uh success in different ways so i love that you for the gram because that's a double entendre on both instagram and drugs right right and then he's like i'm not for either of those lives i'm trying to measure it also the idea of having art commission like i'm i'm creating a higher value thing while mm -hmm. you're worrying about little low-end sales over here um yeah i feel like this track kind of drills that the point in that he is of a higher quality and how he does evaluate life on, and again it's not self-righteous but like of a higher path than other people like he chooses the harder road you know mm -hmm. um like just at the beginning in pole position i had to strip it down we really fucking with division they were feeding me the bread uh well come 11 and the water only trickled down he pumped nickel wasn't fucking with the fickle minds this shit get over uh will get bumpy over time if we pickle beats and they just wanted the hooks got me out here fighting sickle cell so what i'm hearing here is he wants to create a particular sound and while other people were trying to come in and offer him maybe deals and money and all this other shit what he realized is things weren't coming down he needed a particular brand of maybe superiority but people were just kind of inconsistent fickle not down for it they just want catchy whatever bullshit instead of like actually going there and then maybe the sickle cell line is almost like a oh you're black you can do this you can come mm -hmm. off like that you know so it's kind of playing on the stereotype uh and then um i don't know i just thought it was cool it woke me uh so no picket fence i know we grew up on different streets it woke me up i know it's more people counting sheep bouncing checks trying to slide off the counterfeit they hail a foul people out here playing county ball 
And I'm like, that's interesting. So he's pointing out in this point, y'all don't have the money you say you have. Right. Y'all living a fake life. They're still bound. He saw a shame they'll never win a Golden Globe for how fucking good their acting jobs are, for right. how they present themselves. Um, anyway, it's kind of like... I like what he says in verse two. You're elevating... Uh, you elevating minds or you fucking the blind and ducking the smoke. Sup with the, sw- uh, sup with the swine but want to be goat. You really just sheep. You want to be woke. You really just sleep. Walked in front of... Uh, you really just sleep walked in front of me, man. What are these jokes? I really enjoy... Like, he's really stating you have to... If you want to be... For me, I kind of take it as his level of success is elevating people up and changing the way people think and really... It's about your intentions. He's questioning. Are you elevating minds or are you fucking the blind and ducking the smoke? So are you elevating minds or is your career a bunch of lies and bullshit to take money from kids and shit? And then when you get called on it, you like, oh, well, whatever, man, I'm not a role model. Mm -hmm. You know, sup with the swine, but want to be goat. So like that could be a question on, say, eating pig or whatever, being unclean. Mm -hmm. But you want to be goat, you really just sheep, playing on the different animals is pretty dope. So it's pointing out that y'all a bunch of followers, y'all are able to be the leaders you claim to be. You want to be woke, but you really just sleep, walked in front of me, man, what are these jokes? So it's like people are trying to say they cut him off in their lane. He's like, it's a joke. You ain't able to touch me like that. Mm -hmm. So it's more like the intentions and purity of what I bring to the table is something bigger, you know? Then you're fake shit. Because, like, it starts off, like, uh, yeah, Sosa caught his shit right here to zoo. Multiple elephants in a room. Ain't nothing new. But I wanted to ask if the viewers know, but I think that's Chief Keef. Yes. Okay. So, absolutely. I'm a gorilla in a fucking zoo. zoo Pinnabon, well, right, school. but I'm saying, you know, like, Sosa is what Chief Keef. It's Chief Keef. Right, and then I just wanted to make sure they were friends. That's what. Yeah, Anyway, but like multiple elephants, I don't know if they're friends, but it's... I mean, it's not the first time he's quoted Chief Keef. But it's it's the commentary and significance of it, right? Like Chief Keef is huge in Mm -hmm. hip-hop culture. Mm -hmm. Like maybe not so much now, but I mean his commentary and the way he's painting art. They're both from Chicago, I think, too. So to comment on the Chicago situation, uh, I might be wrong about Mick Jenkins, but I think they're both from Chicago. Anyway, multiple elephants in a room ain't nothing new. I like how he follows that up because the elephant in the room being like the fake shit, whatever. You know, poachers done settled in. They're using sedatives too. I'm still preaching the same element, exploring vin- business ventures with my fellowship. So what I like about that is you He's have He's from Huntsville, Alabama, United States. Fair. Well, born. Where did He's he grow 28. up? Where did he grow up? Uh, I'm looking go. Anyway, so then you look at that elephants, right? So he kind of has all these elephants. How do you catch an elephant? You would use sedatives. How do you get a bunch of rappers to like come do what you want? You give them a bunch of painkillers, a bunch of sedatives. So he's still kind of pointing out the truth of it. I just like um I just like the verse. I think in general it's got like a powerful way. He uses poetry and eloquency to kind of describe his integrity as opposed to necessarily just kind of calling shots at other people he makes it about the intentions of how they live their lives and so i really like this track ultimately i give it a 4.5 on 5 and it's one of my favorite ones on this project i as well gave the song a 4.5 on 5 and his origin is chicago illinois u.s but he was born in huntsville alabama that's fair but i remember something about chicago from the last time plus i think he was on the no name project 
project is a feature. I could be wrong about that. Hmm. Anyhow, that's what I'm at with this. 4.5. I like the fact that, because you know what? I feel like I evaluate life on different scales. People want to, might measure my YouTube success by the just under two legions, if we count by Roman numeral armies. A legion is a thousand people. So just under two legions of subscribers. Maybe that's a lot. Maybe that's a little. I count it by the number of famous people that have shouted us out or noticed us. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is my metric of success. There are more famous people now that know who I am than if I had never done this channel. And that to me is real success in my mind in terms of trying to move up there because it really is about exposure to the right people. Mm -hmm. Maybe the masses don't know who I am. Maybe the masses also don't have 5G data yet. And maybe when uh, you can watch my thing on the bus, it might be a little easier and it doesn't kill your data plan. <laughs> it's coming folks, right. just not to Canada. Anyway, uh, yeah, what did you get this track? I gave the track a 4.5. Awesome. So for this project, to close it all up, I gave the album a 4.31 on 5. I feel like there's a couple of tracks that weren't for me, but there's a couple of tracks that really are for me. I like the versatility. I like the fact that we get like five or six styles coming out of him here. We get to see him do more modern stuff, more traditional sounding stuff. But across the board, no matter what he's saying, the core essence of the Mad McJenkins routines consistent to a point where i find him very believable i really respect the man i think he he stands up to the ethics and integrity that i feel are important like i feel like he's using this album as an opportunity to educate people or how to almost in a sense or at least relate to the idea of trying to stay yourself and be pure in the midst of all of the dealing with the circus you know so i think he really accomplished his goal on a lyrical front made a nice concise project and it's all it's a, it's a great way to start the year we're, we're seeing some excellent music drop and it's not even february yet i give it a 4.3 on 5 i thought the album was really really cool i do i walk listen to it a couple times before reviewing it i listened to it on the walk here i like the fact that it's pretty short and the and the music is very just well done like it doesn't get boring it doesn't get old it just kind of flows right through and it's a nice little 20 minutes so i mean if this is going to be a trend where people drop 20 minute projects i'm okay with it if they sound like this like i really am your project doesn't have to be like 15 songs every time so his last project was long this project's short but i feel like it did its job and it communicated its point and sometimes that's all an album has to do is to come in do what it's got to do and get the fuck out Anyhow, thank y'all for watching. Totally appreciate y'all being here with us. It always means the world. I mean, realistically, if you don't watch the show, we're just people talking on a camera, and then there wouldn't be just under two legions of people subscribing to the channel. I mean, maybe we've passed two legions by the time you see this. It just it trips me out. Like, I know it's not a huge YouTube number, but it's a huge number if you think about it in real life. Um, anyhow uh we appreciate y'all look forward to your comments um I, i'll definitely answer you we can have some chit chats about mcjenkins or anything else if, you, if you're in montreal or wherever you are tell us about the weather it's always a fun topic i guess like the video if you did subscribe to the channel for more reviews let us know what you think about anything and special thanks to the patrons is milka damsey chris prado jonathan barnes dg black hurricanes lindell williams coney sparks and scribble they're dope they support what we do help us get the new camera help us get on spotify they're gonna help us get to the next level and if you think we dope and want to help us grow and redecorate and move into a fresh new year patreon's a great way to support us and if you do that you can tell us what albums to review that'd be mad dope you and all that good stuff 
Plus, we make music ourselves. You can check that out on this channel, on Spotify. I dropped an album in October. I'm uh, working on a new one now. Looking forward to getting that out to y'all. And again, let us know what you think about anything. And as always, live long and prosper, everyone.